0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. I'm Rob, the kid who makes this podcast, and I am super excited to announce that this podcast is supported by Wireframe, a podcast about creativity and design. This might be my new favorite podcast. I am obsessed with the show. I have been binge listening. I'm not even sure if that's a thing, but that's what I've been doing. Wireframe is awesome. Rate, review and subscribe. Before I say any of this, trust me, you want this podcast in your life. It's a show made for creative professionals, graphic designers, UX designers, illustrators, typographers, artists, activists, or even if you have no idea what you want to do and you're just you know, design curious, this is a great place to start. Uh, one of my favorite episodes that I listened to was called Does Burger King's New Logo Make You Nostalgic? And they talk about the role of nostalgia in design. Uh, Alicia Smith, who was recently on Meet the Creatives, was on there. Rafa Abreu. It's so cool to see so many of my friends um, kind of weigh in on this show. And it's really, really fun. The show is hosted by Koy Vin, who is the principal designer at Adobe and one of Fast Company's most creative people in business. And the people who are on the show are really funny and have a great sense of humor. And it's really like light and fun. It's legit. I'm really proud and happy to be partnering with them. So definitely check it out. Uh, Later on in the show today, I will be sharing another episode that I love. This episode today is amazing. I hope you love it. Enjoy. All right, welcome back to another episode of Mika Creative. Today I'm here with Rodrigo Simas. Did I say that right? A little bit too much yeah. on it?
1: That's for Well, in Portuguese, it would be Rodrigo Simas. Oh. Without the English yeah. American, you know? But
0: yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, Rodrigo Simas.
0: That's good. Well, I'm uh, a little bit Portuguese. My grandma's out yes. of the family. You wouldn't know from, from looking at me, but I'm a, a, yeah. a little bit. It's in there somewhere, along with uh, a It is
1: there. I can, I can totally
0: see it. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's awesome. I feel, I feel like I'm part of the uh, part of the group now. Well, thank you for being <laughs> here. Um, I found you work originally through uh, one of my favorite all-time bands, through uh, the Dave Matthews Band. That's who I knew how to tag everybody. I was like, that's Jeff Coffin. That's Stefan. I yeah. was uh, trying to hit them all up. So uh, Dave uh, tagged you on one of the pictures, which I always love when artists do that. And he really... Uh, they do a great job more than I think any other band in terms of tagging um, the photographers they work with. So I was like, let me check well, this guy out.
1: I run the socials for the band. so that, Oh, that could help.
0: I tag everybody. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. That's why well,
1: they tag all the photographers. Because well, you're, I run you're doing yes. a great job then. That's yeah. cool
0: to <laughs> Previously to being a uh, photographer, you started out in design school. And I love yeah. that because I started in design and I've actually kind of flip flopped a little bit towards photography. So. How did that uh, progression take place?
1: I graduated as a designer and I worked uh, as a designer and other art director for uh, like 10 15 years through different agencies back in, in Rio de Janeiro. I'm now based in Lisbon just moved here for like 40 days maybe <laughs> so wow. I'm, I'm new to the city I'm still getting used to everything here <laughs> um, so but my family is from Portugal so that, that's why I have dual citizenship and all this stuff so wow. it was easier. To, to come right. but uh so yeah so i worked with as a designer for many many years and but i always worked with music like music has always been like a, a semi-professional hobby or something like that so I, I was always into uh concert production and from working with promoters in brazil and, and uh, anyway just doing i i love heavy metal so I was walk, always working with metal bands back in Brazil and, and doing tours and working as road manager for, because usually when bands come to Brazil, they need like a translator or a road management from Brazil or from the area. So right. uh, to, to kind of guide them through whatever they need. Uh, so I worked with a bunch with that. And I, I use, always used to carry my, my, my camera because I always used, used, loved to take pictures of everything that was happening. Right. And uh and early on I discovered that I, I had a good eye. So um uh so I used just just for fun, you know, it's like oh I'm I'm working on this concert, so I have the credentials, whatever needed to be there and just shoot. Right. So I I, I every every concert I could or uh I, I started like to, to uh cover some concerts for uh, magazines like music magazines or music websites or blogs or whatever. Any, anyone, oh, do you want to cover the show? Go there and write an article and take some pictures. and Yeah, let's do it right. for free or be sitting just a little bit. So I would always be there doing that stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so with time, that professional or semi-professional hobby started to grow and, you know, my name started to, to, to get bigger or in Rio de Janeiro and São Paulo and all this stuff, so uh, so yeah, it was like a, a, a it was not a transition like that. Oh, I'm I'm becoming a photographer. No, it was right. more like uh, one thing getting bigger than the other, and more people uh, looking for me to photography stuff than to design stuff, and you know, and and so on and so forth.
0: Yeah, personally, I find it really satisfying to be able to do both, and I think mm-hmm. that there was a period in my life. Very recently, actually, where I thought that I had to pick one, and now I'm realizing it's like no, you could you could do both, you know what I mean? And whenever it feels intuitive, whenever it feels right, I can kind of kind of jump in and out of them, and um, kind of pick up right where I I I left off, which is fun. Every once in a while, though, with the design, I'll have to be like, where was that shortcut or or what was that? Oh yeah, that process called. Mm -hmm. It happens all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. photography I think comes more naturally because it's sort of this like muscle memory thing, but design is a little bit more. um, Yeah. The, and the, the thing term. is,
1: but one, one thing complement another.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: If you are a designer, it's so... Like, the, for me, with photography, and, and as I never studied photography in my life, and I never, like, had any kind of study or anything... Like, I never... I'm not a photography geek, you know? So right. if, if you start asking me stuff like, technical stuff about photography, <laughs> I will just say, man, I'm sorry. Let's just <laughs> finish the interview because I don't know shit. Yeah. But uh, my uh design studies and all my design experience for you know helps me a lot with photography. I'm really fast on the post-production stuff and yeah you know it's just to make because well the picture you take is not the picture that everyone is seeing. you have to go through right whatever you need like a light lightroom or whatever and I'm really good with that. yeah I'm really good and you know, pull all the post stuff. So if I was not a designer, That would be a pain in the ass. I know great photographers that take like five, 10 times more time than I do for the (laughs) same amount of the number of pictures to, to just to go through them. You know what I mean? And I'm really fast with that. So I don't know. Uh, For me, it's almost more important than the photography itself is the stuff you have to do after you take the, 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 the the, the image, you know, and for that, the the, the design uh, studies. Yeah, I'm basically,
0: you know. for sure. You know, I really look up to people like yourself. Um, another person I really look up to is uh, Rob Loud, who's the touring photographer for The Killers. And uh, Matthew Batone, who works for, like with John Mayer and Lenny Kravitz and all these different people. And uh, it's cool that I'm like befriending all you guys, but it's also there's a little bit of an imposter syn- syndrome thing happen and I try and mitigate that by just going out and shooting. So if my friends do like an open mic or something in really crappy low light situations, I actually use that as an opportunity to see, you know, what I can accomplish in that environment. Just the other day, I had these great shots. The exposure was good, but the lighting wasn't exactly what I wanted to. So then I started putting these sort of like gradient washes over or the soft lights and the overlay and stuff. Do you do that yeah. kind of thing or you try no. and get it and camera as much as possible.
1: Yeah, it's all camera and I try to be the the, the most raw I can be. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> I yeah. just, I, I don't try to add any effects. It's more of a contrast, uh, a shadow thing. I basically work with shadow and contrast. That's right. it. So, um, but I love when I don't have the full stage lights on. It's difficult because, well, my photography, if you compare my photography to a bunch of my peers and some amazing ones that are more photographers than i am in terms of um know what they are doing about techniques and all stuff right but if you compare my pictures to dan you see that my focus on the picture is not to have the most technical image i can have but i try to focus on the, the emotions i can get from stage yeah. so i'm always trying to get that that look that glimpse you know that that, that smile that you you can see when uh Band members are turning into each other. So I'm, I'm not like if the lights are great, awesome. But if they're not, the moments are still being captured. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, the moments between the band, the the, the musicians and the audience and what happens on stage, they're still happen happening with lights, with great lights or without lights. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, my my thing is to get that those moments that are my always my goal so uh, it's great if i have great light but it's not it's not the important thing to me it's not to have the perfect light picture or the perfect you know like yeah. oh so beautiful no I, I want to get that spark you yeah. know and that spark Absolutely. is not coming from the lights it's coming from the musicians
0: yeah 100 you know? percent. that's what i love about photography is capturing that intimacy and I know it sounds like really kind of woo woo, but capturing the human condition, those little moments. It's like, yeah, Dave Matthews can be, you can make him look like a superstar, but he's also somebody who is a friend, who is a band member, who is sharing these moments and like having these little interactions. So
1: yeah. and, And the thing is everybody, I don't want to say like it's easy or anything, but everybody can buy a great camera.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and and go through it. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, and, and if they get a, a great stage with great lights and have the freedom to photograph whatever they want, they will come up with good image. It's, it's very hard not to, if you, if you are a photographer, at least trying to be a photographer, right. if you have a good camera, good lenses, great stage, great musicians, like everybody, like everybody that wants to be a photographer will get good image. What what in my opinion? What makes a difference is is the, the people that can can do in whatever conditions they have. Yeah, and they can get that those moments, you know, and yes. have the eye to capture the emotion, the human condition, whatever you want to call. It. Right. But those that stuff is the one that I I, I follow a lot of photographers, and I'm, I'm always looking for styles and new directions and all that stuff and. You, you ended up seeing a lot of great stage, great lights and great everything. And there's a lots of great photographers out there, but I can count like the ones that are really capturing the special moments on, you know, yeah. like the, the iconic moments, the iconic pictures.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: That's hard. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, yeah. that's the, the magic of the, of the whole thing, in my opinion.
0: I totally agree. I really like the notion of somebody kind of just being on the fly on the wall and they're sort of mm-hmm. being like an, an intimate trust there. The first photography book I ever found was of uh, Cecil Stoughton. I believe that's the name. He's the was the photographer for John F. Kennedy. And there are these really beautiful intimate family portraits. Mm-hmm. But I remember even as a kid, I kind of was like, oh, that's so cool. It's like he's there, but he's not there. He's just uh-huh. sort of like documenting. Um, do you ever have times though, where they're kind of, where you find yourself a little bit in the way? I'm always curious about that. Like if you're on, on tour, say like with Dave or or somebody else, Mm -hmm. um, how do you get the shot without being in the, in the way? Are you using zoom lenses? Are you like hiding behind things? Can you give me a little bit of a, a method to the madness?
1: Well, it all depends with where where you are, but uh, yeah, I try to be as much as a shadow as it can be. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, so first you don't talk to anybody unless they talk to you that's that's the first yeah. thing that mm-hmm. seems obvious but it's not sometimes you know right. and uh, so you are you're just there and i try to be out of the way of they are walking or anything i'm just out of the way and be as silent as i can sometimes if you hide or if if you're like sneaking or if you draw more attention than you just being there yeah. You just need to be one of, of them, but you don't speak. You know what I mean? Right. Because if you if they see like if you're sneaking in or going behind some, they are looking. What the fuck's this guy <laughs> doing here? You know what I mean? It, I see you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I see you, dude. Yeah. They are seeing you. Anyway, yeah. You know. So uh, so I I don't try to sneak or to just I just try to be myself, but not interrupting or not, you know, being, uh uh, on their way. Besides that. It's just be there and chill out and and enjoy the moment and be as quiet as you can. But I don't try to, you know, because in the end, it's uh, it's even worse in my opinion.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But it depends
1: on on trust and it depends on, you know, they feel comfortable that you're there. That takes time.
0: What are some of the things that you'd recommend? Like once you've kind of learned the fundamentals, do you try and and this is a little bit nerdy, but do you try and use like ISO or using like a, a low shutter speed? Or, or how are some of the ways in those kind of dark situations that you're able to capture those moments without using something that's like flashed or something that's sort of distracting? For
1: concerts, and we're talking basically about concerts. So yeah for concerts, there's there's a problem with, with, with the speed because once you start to put your speed low, like any, anything below 150, you get, you get movements. You'll get like, if, if they are moving, you'll get yeah. it. Like yeah. the picture will be a little blurred, you know, if mm-hmm. the band moves a lot or if, you know, you're, you're taking the <laughs> shots. And in your case, they moves.
0: move a hell of a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: so I cannot work a lot with, with the speed. So my speed is always like 200 up.
0: Wow. Okay, good.
1: You know? Yeah. Uh, usually I work with 250, 300 speed. And then the ISO will change a little bit depending on the lights I have. But it's like, I don't know, 2000 usually for a regular good light concert. Right. And then I work a little less or a little higher depending on if I have good lights or not. But it's 2000, it would be like a,
0: a good... For the, for the ISO uh, you're referring to, correct?
1: So, so yeah, for, for the ISO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, ISO, that's good.
0: Yeah um because i felt and, like i was using a lot of ISO recently i'm like i, th- I feel like i sort of have to because otherwise it sort of becomes this blurry oh, yeah. image yeah no yeah yeah
1: so yeah 2000 up okay. um and i don't know i just use everything 2.8 for concerts so i all my lands are 2.8 and i just use 2.8 unless i i don't want to for example if you use 2.8 you, you focus one in one subject, everything that's not in the same distance will will, will get a little blur. So right. if I don't want that, if you don't want that uh, effect, if I may say that, you just put it up, but uh, it it will get darker anyway. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it all depends. But I like to get uh, to focus in one object and get the rest a little blurred. So I use a lot of 2.8 unless I don't want that to happen. So sometimes right. if I'm getting the full stage, I might not use 0.8 because I don't want anything else to get blurred. I, I want everything to look like in the same right. focus. Yeah. Uh, but besides that man, it's uh, like my configurations are very easy. Like I've and, and, and they don't vary a lot. So I basically use two cameras and not it's not like the best cameras ever. I I, I use my 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 stage rig or whatever. <laughs> like my, my, my gear right is only two 60s one with a 24 70 lens 2.8 the other with a 70 200 2.8 as well
0: i have those lenses this is so exciting <laughs> and
1: that's it the only thing that it, for me is crucial like for a show for a concert it's to have both cameras one with with each lens so i don't need to, to change it yeah. any time of the show so I, I just walk with both and I can use the the 200 whenever I want, and the other one whatever I want. If if you you notice a moment that you need one of those lenses and you have to change it, you you lost that moment.
0: Right. It's yeah. It's over. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's that's it's as simple as it can get. And I usually use a third lens that's a wide angle, a little bit. Fish fisheye or wide angle when I want to get like a, a full stage and I'm too close or whatever right. and then I change it but I use that like 5% maybe of the time the, that I'm this I'm is shooting, so cool because you
0: know? I have such a similar experience like I have the same thing I, I have a 24 to 70, a 70 to 200 uh, this is actually really like kind of really empowering because it's go, going to show like you're working with these incredible bands and um, I, I recently have been a little bit slipping into because for the first time um, I just turned like 30. And for the first time, I'm, I'm like not broke. I've been broke for like a long time. <laughs> and I... oh, me too. I'm
1: still broke, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good. I'll come, I'll come help you out. Uh, we'll work together. We'll start a studio. We'll do photography and design. Um, Perfect. Yeah, but this is like the first time I've actually had like, a little bit of uh, spending money. And I'm trying not to get into the habit of, of buying things. Like I- I'm a DJ. And I think with DJing, it's a little bit different. You really need like that quality. But I feel like with mm. photography, I need to, to just be like, no, you're, you're good now. Just go it, shoot. It
1: all depends on what you want to do. The only thing that I want to I, do I what you want to do, bro. No, what you do rather?
0: Sorry. <laughs> yeah.
1: What, what I'm saying is, yeah, I, and I think about everything. Like for example, I'm I'm new here in Lisbon, okay, and uh, I didn't brought my turntable here. And I love I'm a music fan and I I collect vinyls and all the shit. So I, awesome. I'm looking for a turntable. Yeah. And uh, you have you can buy a turntable for a hundred bucks or. Right, fifty thousand. It all depends. Yeah. But what do I need? That's the, right. that's the question. You know, like you can I can buy a camera for like ten thousand dollars, but really for what I do, do I need it? Yeah. Is the quality getting much much better? Like, does it you know compensate whatever you are spending? And for what I do, that's enough. And that's that's a question you always have to do. You know, what's what what I really really do need. Yeah. And that's it. You know, right. Once I feel that my photography is like okay, I'm seeing a lot of those other images, and the quality is much crispier than my pictures, or they are doing stuff that I can't do with my 6D, I'll be the first in line to buy another one. You know, right. to buy a, <laughs> yeah. You know, but uh from right now, I don't feel that it can change in six months, it can change in, in a year, and then I'll try to find another one. But I'm 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 doing well with the equipment I have. I don't feel like needing to, yeah. You know, and they are cheap. They are like less than two thousand bucks a 6D.
0: Yeah, exactly. You no, know, they're not that expensive. So every anybody
1: can like anybody that works and with that and you have a little money can 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 have the same. Maybe the, the lens the lens are more expensive than the camera itself. I think that yeah. the twenty four seventy two point eight are is a bit expensive.
0: Yeah. I got the Tamron lenses. uh, My little hoopty uh, Tamron lenses are – they're they're doing the job though. And I have friends that have like the – 2.8. Yeah, 2.8. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same. That's it. Yeah,
1: that's
0: it. Dude, you you don't understand. You have lit a a fire within my soul and after this, I'm going to go photograph everybody. Um, (laughs) That's all you need, dude. I know. I love it. This is good. Okay. So it seems like an impossible gap in a way. Okay. From – being around the corner with my friends to shooting for festivals or shooting for stuff like, like that. Okay. I There was a period where I dare not try do anything like that. Cause I thought for sure I would, you know, lose the memory, <laughs> like lose wow. the memory cards, accidentally format some, you know, but yeah. I, now that's, I've proven to myself enough times that, Oh no, you are capable of shooting an event, coming home, editing it, Packaging it, having a website, all that. How do I go about getting actual gigs with people in in the professional world? Sort of like the you know get it. Not so much like a, does it start like with press passes? I just I don't really know where to where to go.
1: Man, yeah, it's for me. It's hard to tell you because my story is completely like backwards. You know, that's all. I, I didn't enter this right. job or whatever this music industry has been a photographer in the way that I think most people do. I I was just friends with the band before I worked for them. So I I was friends with the band members because, well, my story is basically trying to make it simple. Um, I I am a huge music fan. Right. I collect a lot of stuff. I still buy music. I still, you know, I'm metalhead and all the chips. So, I was a big Dave Matthews Band fan in Brazil back in '98, '99. That's when I I first uh, went to a show there, the first time they went to Brazil and became a fan. Like, I saw the concerts like eureka moments you know like what yeah. the fuck's is this like and they are like the a first time you hear don't brazil, drink are... the
0: water in the beginning you're like oh my god yeah i remember and, that moment too
1: and 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 it's completely different in brazil because they in brazil they are like a cult band they are not a mainstream mm-hmm. stadium arena size band yeah. they, are like, they were by the time I, I i saw them first they were like a, a small band yeah band. So in Brazil it's more like oh do you know the Dave it's, it's more like a metal thing it's like more right. oh do you know Underground the Underground kind of yeah. I, I, yeah we are in the same league you know I, I, I know the Dave Maths band too old. Right. And it's very cool. So I have a different understanding uh, of what is Dave Maths band than an American regular music fan that sometimes have a prejudice right. over the band or over its music. So I didn't have that prejudice because for me they are just the coolest band ever. Yeah and i uh, uh so i became a big fan in 1998 99 and then i started to build a website for them like a fan website uh by the end of 2000 and they went to brazil by the january 2001 and then i met them at the hotel as a fan to get autographs and to just to meet the guys it's amazing and uh and then we exchanged contacts and they said, oh, whatever you want to go to the U.S., we, we can get you tickets and best just come and say hi, you know, but has a friend and has a fan. So in 2003 or 2004, I started going to the U.S. But paying for my pockets, like like a trip, like a a, a vacation trip. Yeah. And I would go there and uh, just enjoy the concert. But as I had the website in Brazil and as I was already like a... a, a semi-pro photographer in brazil i would always take my camera and ask them for photo passes so i could have material so i have content different con- exclusive content for the website the fan website that i created in brazil that's yeah. dm brazil uh, <clears throat> and i uh, always went when i always uh, uh, always when i was there with them i would tell them hey uh the website's growing we have Cover bands in Brazil, tribute bands in Brazil, playing your stuff. I'm promoting them. The fan base is growing. We're doing a bunch of stuff and blah, blah, blah. And they would say, hey, great. But they, they didn't know that I was really doing that. Right. And they played there in 2001. And they only come came back to Brazil in 2008. So seven years without playing in South America. That's a wow. long time for a band that's right. trying to grow a, a fan base there. And when they came back in 2008... They discovered that everything that I was saying to them was true, that I was doing a bunch of work. The website was growing. And they discovered the website kind of kept them alive for those seven years.
0: So you put in like seven years in between. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah.
1: So so then they, the their managers kind of hired me to help them with other artists of their cast. So I, I worked a bit with Third Day, with Ben Harper, with Google Bordello, anyway. Right. And and with 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 Dave. But then when they came back to Brazil in 2010, they came without a photographer. And they said to me, Hey, can do you have anyone that you could tell us for us I say, Hey, that's me. Don't tell <laughs> anyone. That's I'm yeah. here. And they said, Okay, we, we will not pay you, but you will pay your costs. Yeah. But um that's cool. not earning anything. It's like I'm in, fuck that. You know? Right. And uh so that's that's when it started. So I didn't start as a normal career photographer. I just started my first professional gig was with the Dave Matthews band in front of 20,000 people. <laughs> oh in That's you awesome. Know, that's the first time I, I stepped in a stage being hired by a band.
0: Wow. You know? Were you like so, shitting a brick? Were you like so nervous? Oh, yeah. I was yeah. super
1: nervous. Yeah, I was super and and, and super I can just picture too, you, with, you know, like with a
0: memory card, like your hand just shaking as you put it in your computers, praying to God that everything. <laughs> and no, and
1: and my my biggest fear in the first couple of shows was not to fuck up in terms of, I don't know, I, I didn't had any experience on stage, uh, unless of the small concerts that I, I used to produce or promote. So right. my my main concern was to I don't know stumble over. a
0: microphone or all of a sudden you're the on like, like main stage yeah or whatever
1: you know just like i, I cannot like do shit here during the show you know and, and right then i'm out but it, i was super green so the first the first time I, I was going to the stage i was dressed like with a a white uh a hoodie and, like when you go to <laughs> on stage you have to wear black but it's obvious but it's not obvious unless you
0: right you're...
1: You have been on that position, you know. So the first time I was walking to the stage for the Dave Matthews Band <laughs> in front of 20,000 people, I was walking to the stage with a white hoodie, you know. And right. then the security, the stage security, that's a big friend of mine, that was uh, the ex security for the band, personal security for the band, right? Stopped at me and said, "Hey, you're not getting into my stage with dressed like that.
0: Oh my Just God, go and,
1: go and put a, a black shirt, and then you are." good to come and imagine where'd you
0: find a black chair (laughs) Oh, with with the crew but yeah
1: the the thing is that's really really obvious but it's not right because we're not experienced to do that you know so so my first three or four shows were like completely trial by fire because it was like south america with the lousiest fans in the world maybe in argentina brazil you know crazy shit with 10,000 20,000 people and shooting the band for like 3 hours so I was like learn and learn or right. get the fuck out trial by right. fire yeah trial yeah. by yeah. fire yeah so yeah. so yeah and then after that I started doing and you know and then I started to build a, a portfolio or whatever and then, so I entered that world through a different uh, uh channel
0: stay tuned for the rest of this episode. This is really, really fun. As promised, I told you guys, I was going to tell you about one more episode that I love from Wireframe. And this episode was called Does Peloton's Design Actually Help You Exercise More? And it talks about the role of UX and fitness and about how it can help to sort of gamify working out. And they talk about Peloton and about, you know, using smartwatches and stuff like that, like the Apple Watch to Uh, sort of gamify, exercising, and it's a really great conversation. And it's really funny and fun. So check out Wireframe Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and follow them. It's an amazing show. Anyway, back to the episode. Thank you guys for listening. Here we go. Is it really hard to sort of commit to something where you're going like international, like flying all over? Or is it not? Is the schedule not as grueling as you think it is? or, or, Or is it? How does that all line up?
1: It all depends. Uh, with the band, we travel with a really, really high level. You know, with with DMB. But it yeah. can be well if you if you're out for like. You mean on like buses year, and
0: stuff like that, or is that buses,
1: hotels,
0: and right. all that stuff is yeah.
1: really like nice. you know it's the best of the best. You right. know, so yeah. it's easier. You know, you have all. The, that sounds so fun. <laughs> you have all the commodities you 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 know you you could right. wish for. You have all the you have the best food. You have like the travel with their own catering, so yeah. it's always the best food, and you can sleep well in good hotels. And you dude, they come the, on the tour That It sounds amazing. <laughs> when do we leave? Yeah. But yeah, but at the same time, it's it's, it's tiring, you know. Uh, yeah. After you get like, for me, I don't do full tours. I I I've been on full tours, but small tours. Like the last full tour I went with Dan was the, the like doing all dates. Was a 2018 uh, winter tour that was like 20 dates, 20 something. Yeah. Uh, then I did the whole thing, so stay away for like 40 days, maybe wow. 30, 40 days.
0: That's uh, doable.
1: That's not bad. That's doable. That's doable. Yeah,
0: I, I, I don't think I
1: ever left home more than 30, 40 days. And okay. Uh, uh, because I always do like a lot of back and forth. So sometimes I go like three, four times a year, depending on whatever they, I, I've been going back and forth from Brazil, U.S. Yeah. Many times a year because sometimes it's, okay, so there's like 10 shows here and then 10 shows later on. And then you just go do the 10 shows, come back home and then do the other. And then there's a tour by the end of the year and you'll go again. And then right. there's, you know. so, uh, but for me, I, 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 usually prefer to just stay the longer and do the m- most show i can do in one span, span then yeah. to keep, like flying right. back and forth because the flying is, is is very tiring yeah you know and from brazil to us oh. is like 10 <laughs> 11 12 hours each flight so then it once you do it like three four times you are like oh my god that's yeah you know. but uh but the whole tour is easier it's much easier than to tour in Brazil for example when I get like metal like I, I toured with with a lot of metal bands in Brazil and then you have you're you're first in Brazil do, you don't have the roads you have in the US. So there are roads but roads but um it's we don't have the buses and the roads are much worse than the roads in the US so it's much more difficult for you to get from one city to another in Brazil than in Like is.
0: there's now like interstate highways and stuff like that. They have but it's it's yeah. it's
1: worse conditions and we don't have the the buses you have it's right. all it's much more difficult to to do it. So the majority of The traveling is by plane, even if we are playing in cities that are nearby. So the equipment go by bus, but everybody's flying all the time. So you have to do a gig, wake up in the next morning, very early, go to the airport, take a flight, go to the next city. And and that's much worse than being in a bus and just driving during the night and you wake up and you're there. It's it's much easier, you know? So tours in Brazil with bands that I'm used to are much harder than what I have with the Dave Matthews Band, for example, in yeah. the US. So for me, I don't know if someone from the crew that are used to me might say, oh, it's, you know, it's very like tiring and I, I can't <laughs> handle that. But I came from a background that's much more, you know, like we, we suffer it. a lot more. So with, with the stuff that we have in DMB, it's, it's, for me, it's it's pretty easy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Dude, this is so cool. This is like such. This is stuff I've always like, kind of been curious about and never really had, never really had someone to ask. So it's cool that you're. I appreciate you answering all these. Um, another yeah. kind of silly question, but I'm just curious. Yeah. So you're obviously a, a fan of the band, and yes. that's pretty incredible to get to go on tour with them and stuff like that. Do you ever kind of like you you have your shots and you kind of like are just like taking it in? or are you kind of working the whole time like like how much are you able to sort of like enjoy the show or are you in like work mode when when you're working like do you ever have times like you're like i got some great shots tonight i'm gonna take a song or two and watch or is it the whole time you're shooting
1: well the dave Matthews band concerts are big you know are long so it's like three hours concerts always yeah
0: you know? yeah
1: so <clears throat> what i do is like if they play a song that i really like or i just i'm just tired. I can yeah. stop for a song or two and just chill out and enjoy it. But uh, most of the time, I'm I'm working. Usually, yeah. one song or two songs per show. I, I might stop and you don't want to be too and, <laughs> and, and too drink chilled a out. water. You know, drink water and you know just relax a little bit. Sometimes I go side stage and stop for a minute and, and you know let because sometimes you are into it and you start to repeat yourself a lot. So sometimes it's good to just stop for a little bit and see uh options and and try to brief a little bit and okay what can i do now and not just you know because once you're doing it it's like in the end sometimes you 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 after the show you, you you go to see your pictures and it seems the same the exact same shots that you did the, the day before yeah sometimes it's good just to relax breathe in and say like, okay what can i do now to uh be a little bit different and not to just do the same show again. But yeah, but as I'm a big fan, sometimes if they play a song that I really love, I just stop for a little bit, enjoy it, and then. But most of the time, it's it's work.
0: Yeah. What are maybe some some tips and tricks you could say in terms of like getting different angles? Talk me through like a, like a regular night. Do you kind of start with establishing shots, and then is there sort of a yeah. rhyme or reason to that?
1: There is for me. I don't know if other photographers do the same, but I I usually starts on the far, the, like I go to the far forest I can from the stage. So I go just for Dave Matthews, for example, I go to the lawn. So the last, I'm, I'll I be the last person in the lawn when yeah. the show starts. So I can get people dancing while while it's not dark yet. So I can get like the lights still and people are dancing and people are starting to enjoy the show. So right. I start to get the reactions on the, those people when the full stage. And all that stuff with whatever the theater they are playing, and then I start to go down to climb down the hill and enter the seats. So by by like whatever, like maybe the the fifth song or the sixth song, I'm I'm already down near the pit. Yeah. So I usually go into the pit and take a pictures pictures from the pit, and then I go to the rail. So I usually go. I, I arrive at the rail. i probably at the. Eight or nine song of the when,
0: when you say the pit that's referring to the area in between like the front rail and then the stage or is that or do you no, mean the pit like
1: well the the, the the standing pit like where the where people are watching the show
0: uh, oh like yeah, uh, standing yeah. yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah so usually I go in the middle of the fans and stay there and just do my my picture from there so i can get right hands and you know like i can get movement and i can and, and i can get pictures from where the fans are standing, because that's important. You want to you want to see what 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 they are seeing.
0: The whole experience, I, yeah, yeah.
1: So and I, and my pictures, if you get my my picture, my my albums uh, over DMB or the other artists that I shoot, I try to do like a story of what is happening. So right. you know, so that's why I started from one point and get to the stage, so I can so I can get all the views and and everything that's happening on that day on that night. Yeah. So uh, and after that they go to the rail or the photographers usually are and uh, when, but I, when I get there, there's no more photographers because usually on the first three songs that, that plays back with uh, uh, the, the photographers there for, for magazines and, and all that stuff. So when I, when I get the rail, the rail is, is empty it's, and it's just for me. So I can just do whatever I need to do. And then I do a little bit on the rail and I get all the band members shots, like the, the head shots or like the individual member shots that I need. Right. And after I, okay, I, I get like 10 pictures of Dave that I really, really like. Then I go to Stefan get like 10 pictures that I really like. Then when I do that for the whole band, then I go upstage. And then I get the side stage shots yeah. and, and then I start to, to, uh, uh, just, uh,
0: um, that's when the artsy okay. shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> then, I, then I, when,
1: when I, when I feel that I have all the shots that I need, mm-hmm. then I just do whatever comes to my mind. Then I, I start to improvise and, you know, yeah. to experiment something and, and, and experiment on my shots and new angles. But that's only happens when I know I have the shots that I need yeah you know then it's so I'm cool. free to do whatever yeah yeah then i know but i it's a lot of pictures per show it's many many shots like yeah how
0: many how many easily, roughly yeah, usually
1: during like a show like bmb that's three hours like two thousand pictures at least yeah in, in, that makes in sense, a good though. night yeah in, in a good night it's less a little bit less in a good night what i mean is when i'm super confident of the shots that i i'm doing i shoot less because i'm Oh, that's good. That's good. So I don't need to like, da, 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 da. Right. but when I'm not feeling confident of the stuff that I have, then it's like,
0: then, then it's praying. Usually pray. the first <laughs>
1: nights of the tour when I'm not like, because once you are in the tour, you're like, I, I need like two or three gigs to get my head straight and working like a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, and to get the, every, every year the lights change, the stage change a little bit, the, 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 uh, uh, the instruments, the, the players, are in different, even if it's a small difference, it makes a difference for you to walk around. Yeah. So I usually need like two or three shows to get my hand, my, 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 mind a hundred percent used to what, what I am presented. So, so usually the first two or three shows are like 3000 pictures. And right. then I start to go down to 2000, maybe a little less and it all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay. More nerdy questions. Here we go. Since we're on, we're on the home stretch here, we got we got ten minutes. Um, who is the most photogenic? I my uh, for for Dave. My initial assumption would be that it's it's Carter, just because he's he's so has such a big smile. I remember one time I was at a yeah. show and I was right up on the rail and I was uh, I was like I was like imitating something he was doing on the drums. He like pointed through the little drumstick and stuff. Wow. Best moment of my life. Um, but who is who is the most uh, photogenic? If you had to say, are they're all pretty good?
1: The most photogenic, like every picture turns great, is the new guy, buddy.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Man, that man—it's—it's it's hard because like you can just shoot him from whatever angle, and he always looks great, super. Well, easy. he's
0: shredded too. He's got good energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: and you know he's always smiling, and he's always in a good vibe, good mood, and it's, it's always right. like. Like whatever I shoot him, it's a he looks good. Even if the the picture is shitty, but he's looking (laughs) good. Yeah, I've told him that a million times. Like man, you're so easy, but um, Dave is easy. I, I mean, now now they have like. I don't know this year and I didn't shoot then. I haven't shoot them this year and I'm not on tour and I don't think I'm I'm going this year because all COVID stuff and the uh, yeah. US is still blocked for Europe. So it's right. anyway, I, I don't know what will happen this Sorry, year. Sorry, our, our country is a
0: little bit of a shit show at the moment, we apologize.
1: <laughs> no, but well, anyway, well, Europe is, is as well. And, and uh, yeah. right now it's a little, I, I still don't know what will happen this year. So I put in my head that I'm, I I won't go. So right. so if, if anything happens, Great. If if <laughs> it does not happen, I would not be like crying and frustrated. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I, it, it, my right now my 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 head is, you are not going. You know. Yeah. And um. So uh, but Dave is is super easy. But by like, the last couple of years that I shot, 2018, and 2019, they put like two huge red lights, one each side of the stage that gets Dave. Like exactly, like his whole body is now in red light, right, and red light might be the worst light for us photographers ever, yes, so the last couple of years, I just learned that recently, really hard. yeah, yeah and and so well and and you can see, and that's not a magic trick, magic trick, and i I'm sure I'm not the one the only one that does that, but if you see black and white pictures of concerts is because. You could you could not correct the lights, yeah, to look good. So yeah. it just turned down to black and white. <laughs> so awesome. every picture you see from from me at least, there is black and white. It's not because I want to be artsy or anything else. It's just because it, it's looking shitty, and on black and white it looks great. Yeah, you know. So usually it's full red face or full. Blue, full body and like and i can't work with that in lightroom or photoshop when i quit and i have to work really fast so for example like two thousand pictures i work in like two hours maybe three hours it's, it's super fast i work yeah. like really really fast so i don't have time to like okay i work this red out of his body you know no fuck right. that it's black and white, and that's <laughs> black and white. So we're getting I arty yeah yeah you know so uh so yeah so you see a lot of black and whites of dave the last yeah the last couple of years because of that there's like two red lights like all the time
0: you got to talk uh, to somebody like can we potentially move these yeah. or <laughs> i've talked that I, I i've asked around it yeah but That's
1: cool. uh so yeah so it all depends but he's a super easy guy to shoot because he's all he has all the you know the screams and yeah you know, he he has a lot of face facial expressions and and he yeah. feels a lot of the music he's playing too which
0: Dude, this has been so much fun, for real. Like, um, honest, honestly, like, even if this didn't record, it did. But I'm just saying, like, this has been so fucking cool just to talk to you. I, I really, nice. I don't know if awesome. you can see the the dumb look on my face. I've really, <laughs> i really enjoyed this, genuinely. That's cool.
1: Man. I appreciate
0: it, yeah. Last question for The Row. This has been amazing. Favorite Dave Matthews band song? You can. Song. There, there could only be one. Well, it's, like, it's a well, if it can
1: only be one, I'll just show you this. But it, I don't know if, ah, come on. <laughs> it's uh,
0: can you see it 41 yes oh, yeah number 41 i love that song dude exactly. this has been so much fun where can people find you online what's the best place to get in touch uh well, this is yeah. shameless self-promotion time the floor is yours sir awesome
1: so uh you can find me over my instagram account i have a, a professional photography instagram account if you can uh if you want a uh, prints. Or inquiries or hire me to shoot whatever you want to shoot. Uh it's Rodrigo Simas Photo. So it's all together and it's easy to find on Instagram. Uh you can also go through my website. That's Rodrigo Simas.fot.br. Uh it's Brazilian website, but yeah, it's it's easy to find as well. And even if you want more stuff, you can go through my personal Instagram account. That's Rodrigo DM Brazil. You can find me uh, easily on those ones. And uh, yeah, and I'm selling prints as well over my channel. So it's, if you see a picture that you like, just send me, drop me an email and a message over there. And I'll be happy to send you all information.
0: Cool. All right, dude, this has been a lot of fun, man. This has been a blast. Effortless. Thanks, brother. Thank you. you. All right, bye bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, make sure you also subscribe and rate and review and leave a nice comment for Wireframe Podcast. I love that podcast. I am really happy to be partnering with them. Uh, it's a great show and you'll learn a whole lot. If you're a creative of any kind, Wireframe Podcast with Koivin. Go check it out and you have yourself a great week. Peace.